And welcome back to Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I'm Son Edom alongside my friend and colleague, Tara Hoke Shiro. And hey guys, how are you? Hey, I uh, introduced you this time. Is that better? <laughs> I'm always hanging on the edge. I'm wondering if I'm going to do it or you're going to do it. So Living on the edge. Well, last time we <laughs> talked about bringing out the paparazzi. Yes, yes. And so obviously you could see we have no paparazzi. So I thought I would just do it. I'd I, be your paparazzi. I, I ordered them. They oh, didn't show up? No. no, they did not. I put out the press release that we would be here yes, so that no. they could, you know, have they the right location. Not. But hey, um, so it is the holiday season mm-hmm. and I was out shopping. I, re- I seldom shop because the malls and the stores get crazy and you can do everything online nowadays. So yes. it's easier. And then you can ship the gifts to the people. Oh. So you don't even have to see them you are not doing during the that, holidays. And then just put a, like a, a gift note in there that says, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. See you when I see you. That's like a lump of coal. Yes. So that way you don't have to sun. deal with people. Wow. Order online, drop ship, done. Unless they're in another state. Yes. Do you do that local? Yes. Oh. Everybody. <laughs> My mom and dad too. Oh. I went up to see them. So what do you open? No. Um. See, I'm at the point where I don't really, uh, I'm not, for me, Christmas and the holidays, I don't really care about the gifts anymore. Hmm. I just don't. Um, I think I've gotten past that. Um, I think for me, it's more about just recognizing what the holiday season is. I'm also uh, trying to just emphasize or focus on um, you know, what 2020 is going to be like. I don't do resolutions. Mm-hmm. I'm not into resolutions. I might change that for you. Um, but I'm, but, but I just, it's a, it's about the holy season. So, you know, for Christmas, if you uh, come from a uh, religious background, obviously it's about Jesus, you know, being born in a manger in Bethlehem. Um, if you're not a religious person, maybe it's family, maybe it's community, maybe it's tradition, maybe it's, you know, helping others. So just depends on whatever it is that the holiday season means to you, then you should just embrace it and run with it as much as you can. And for me, it's just about you know family being together and not necessarily so much about the, uh, the gifts. And as we talk about that, I'm thinking about a story. So I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a store and I'm looking for something and I happen to see uh, a lady who shaved her head or has a, a shaved head. And for those that may mm-hmm. or may not know me, for those that know me, you know I don't have any hair, my head is shaved. <laughs> those that don't know me, I'm not taking my hat off, so screw you. Um, <laughs> But I was sitting there, and I always like to make a comment or make some sort of reference to them, like, hey, uh, nice haircut or something. You know, I like the way you do your hair. And then I show them mine, and then we get a little chuckle out of the deal. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I was uh, shopping, and I saw this, uh, it's probably some department store, and so I saw this one gal, and she was a little bit a ways, and I wasn't, I'm not going to like run up to them and be like, hey, and stop them, and be like, what, what's going on? This weird dude is like, you know. Assaulting yeah. me. <laughs> so I'll kind of like mosey my way and just kind of pretend I'm browsing and, and then approach them, and then I'd be like, oh, hey, I like your hair, and then, you know, show them, and then, you know, we get a kick. And I'm always cautious because, you know, you never know. You never know what the other person, how they're going to respond. But so as I was kind of moseying my way over there, I kind of overheard some people, some other ladies talking about her and her shaved head or her, mm. her hair. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, first off, you never know what the person mm-hmm. or why they have it. Some right. might just have it because they like it that way. They like it short. I know some people we've talked about in the past mm-hmm. episodes about hair a little bit, but some people like the pixie cut. Some people like the shave cut. Some people like their hair longer. Mm-hmm. Some like a combination where maybe the, the hair is long, but shaved underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of listening to these people kind of eavesdropping on these people talking about this lady's hair and, and how it made her, her face look, you know, kind of oblong instead mm-hmm. of round <laughs> and how her cheeks like were higher than they should be because oh there wasn't any hair to cover. And I'm kind of listening to this and I'm like, do these people even have any idea of maybe why she has her hair shaped? A, maybe she likes it. Mm -hmm. B, maybe she is a cancer Mm -hmm. survivor and was going through chemo and lost it. Mm -hmm. Uh, C, maybe she had kids and maybe there was lice running through the school and she decided to shave it and do something wacky. Mm -hmm. I mean, you just never know. Maybe she's in the military. There are some diseases. I don't remember the name of it, but there is a disease where you just don't have any hair on your body at yeah. all. Yeah. And so, no so eyebrows you, or anything. Yeah. So you never know 
what the case is going to be. And so I was kind of, again, moseying my way around to try to, you know, connect with her and just kind of say something. Cause I, cause to me, it's, it's fun. I enjoy the, you know, the, the people that I don't do it so much with the guys, but with mm-hmm. the gals, because it's a little different. You don't expect them to have a shaved head or really, you know, right. really, uh, short, 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 short hair. Right. And so I walked up to her and I said, Hey, nice hair. Uh, like your haircut. And I took my hat off and I showed her and she kind of chuckled and laughed. And, and so I just kind of happened to ask her, Hey, so why, you know, why did you, you know, what's the reason for your haircut? Because it's, you know, mm-hmm. usually not a traditional thing. Mm-hmm. And she just said she liked it that way. You know, she was, uh, had it long for a long time and, you know, I haven't had hair for a while, but when I did, the last time I did, it was kind of shoulder length. So wow. I did have longer hair Wow! and you know, you have to wash it. You have to dry it. It does take a lot of time. And so she just wanted something different. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. So fortunately it wasn't anything you know, like serious, like she was suffering from cancer, went through chemo, lost her hair, anything like that. It was just Mm -hmm. a personal choice that she made. Mm -hmm. But it got me thinking, especially at the holiday season, why is it that we're sitting there and like kind of shaming people or (laughs) or talking bad about people or maybe even like spreading rumors or or gossiping about people when we don't even know what the what the facts are. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know, they were for some reason these ladies uh, wanted to talk about this stranger's hair and how it made her face look oblong or head look oblong and her face look, you know, cheekbones a little bit higher than they should and, and mm-hmm. you know, how hair would help her balance out and her mm-hmm. complexion and stuff. And I just started thinking, okay, first off, it's the holiday season. That's something that we should not be doing at this time of year. If you're going to do it, don't do it now. <laughs> but especially, we probably shouldn't be doing it at all, <laughs> you know, let, let Halloween alone. would be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let alone during, during the Christmas season, time of good cheer, right? So I was hoping that the, uh, and then I thought about, well, here's the other thing. I didn't want to start anything. <laughs> but I thought about what if I went and said something to the ladies? Should I have stepped in? And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to get into it because nothing in those situations ever get resolved. You know what you could have done to those ladies? You could have walked up and said, excuse me, I'm so sorry. You have a green thing in your, oh, there in you your go. teeth. Turn it around on them. Turn it around on them. You know, I, it's so, first of all, it's so catty that they would stand there and do that. But on the other hand, it's very understandable that they would do that because we are... I have searched for on online. I have searched for haircuts for an oval face, haircuts for a circular face or for a square face. They have makeup um, tips for people with oval or round or pear-shaped faces or whatever. And on the magazines, obviously, everybody's picture perfect. The advertisements, the TV, everything that we look at. And when you go into a makeup department they dissect if your eyes are wide you can do your makeup so that they look closer in even on the apps i know we use the cartoon apps um to to do some of our posts on instagram and social media and even on the apps where you can make the um emojis that look like yourself they have ways that you can widen the eyes make them closer together um hair you know long short bald whatever and so we are constantly dissecting and, and especially when you're putting on makeup, it's like you want your cheekbones to come out and you want your, you know, I, I don't tend to look at people's facial structure, but I've had people comment to me about my facial structure in the past. Um, so I, it, it's just, it's hard to be, not that I'm excusing what they were doing because that's awful, but we, but that's what we do. Okay. So I've done that on the Oscars. So I will watch the red carpet parade before an, uh, before an award show. And I will, I will say, Oh no, she should not be wearing that dress. Oh, that's really great for her body frame. That's a terrible color for her. Like we dissect because we're trained to in our, in the beauty magazines and in the blogs and in the makeup stores and the product stores, we're trained. The products are, are designed. We we're talking about having boob jobs the other day. Everything that, that is on the beauty market right now is not about inner beauty. It's about um, outward beauty and how to perfect it. So their conversation was totally in line with the way that we handle our society right now. Not that it's it's not okay, but we're trained that way. We're trained to, I mean, you and I even talked about that with my eye. Like I'm sitting on this side of the table because... <laughs> It's better for my smaller eye, like on the camera for the YouTube watchers. And so um, we're just, we're we're just, we're trained that way. So maybe the question is, how do we, how do we um, live in a society where the women are trained for perfection and then not have a conversation about other people's, dissect another woman's lack of perfection? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, no, but I saw saw the other day, 
somewhere on social media posting that said something along the lines of outer beauty captures the eye, inner beauty captures the heart. So as a guy, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you might find somebody that looks attractive and, oh, she's attractive. I want to get to know her more. Mm-hmm. But then as you get to know her more, that's when you decide whether or not you want to pursue her even more right? because the outer beauty alone isn't going to be sustaining. And, and that's on the flip side, too. It could be there's been times where you know I've seen someone that might not be the most gorgeous of Kardashian looking person. But when you get to talk to them and you get to know them and you talk to them, it's like their inner beauty comes out and it's just like, wow, this person is just unbelievably amazing. And their, and their beauty is off the charts. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just it just changes everything. Yeah. And so um, and that was kind of like, again, getting back to the gal in the, in the mall with the uh, the shaved head. You know, it started to make, make me think about, OK, first off, she obviously had the confidence to do what she did and shave her head and probably didn't care if someone even mentioned anything to her. But then you start to think about, well, what if she did overhear the conversation mm-hmm. and then started to realize that okay maybe this was a mistake or she starts to buy into what they're saying oh mm-hmm. my face is oblong or this is cheekbone is higher than this cheekbone or maybe my complexion isn't uh, as good as it was with hair well now she's in a situation where either a she's going and getting wigs because it's going to take a long time for her hair to grow out mm-hmm. or b she's going to have to deal with this for the next couple of years until her hair does grow out mm-hmm. and so again it just goes back to first off we probably shouldn't be saying anything anyways while well, we shouldn't but but to so are you saying that we're so so in that scenario that you just said like she's going to have to endure the comments for a couple of years until her hair grows out or she's going to have to wear a wig you know she made that conscious choice right to shave her head and so you know when we make choices for ourselves i think we have to know that not everyone is going to agree with us and we have to be okay with that so i would imagine that if she's bald and she's doing that on purpose she's probably way past that conversation and and confident enough to go out you know in public but i think the um point that i'm trying to grasp at straws at is that when we do things um and then turn around and say oh people are complaining i like it but people are complaining about it and i don't want to have to endure people's complaints now you're putting your power in other people's hands and that's kind of passive aggressive it's kind of saying well you know, I should be able to wear my hair this way and, and you shouldn't talk about me if I make that choice. Well, people are going to do what they're going to do. And so we don't want to give them our power. Um, See, in, in the radio business, it's easy to, you know, uh, crack on people, talk about maybe something they've done, mm-hmm. maybe something they've worn, uh, maybe, you know, a person they've been with, you know, whatever the case may be. But it was told to me early on that you want to be careful when you criticize somebody because what if you have to then eventually interview them? Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so now you're sitting down yeah. with somebody <laughs> that you're going to interview mm-hmm. and you've just been talking negatively toward mm-hmm. them. Is mm-hmm. that something you, well, first off, you probably wouldn't get the interview because mm-hmm. of that. But is that something that you want to do? Eventually face the person that you're talking negatively about. Mm-hmm. And then what's the point of that? What's the point of bringing them down? What's the point of talking negatively about them just because somebody else is? What's the purpose behind it? And that's why I was kind of funny, uh, found it funny when you're dealing with things like, I know the National Enquirer is completely you know, off the charts bizarre, mm-hmm. but you start talking about that type of idea, the TMZ, the, the, the scandal, the gossip, you know, let's, let's find fault in people right. and let's you know, publicize that mm-hmm. fault mm-hmm. and let's try to, you know. Well, that's the other thing that, that, that's interesting that you brought that up. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's one of the things that's, like one of my worst pet peeves is that we say to our kids, you know, stop bullying or don't gossip. But then again, we're being trained by society, by these publications to gossip and to bully. Because like you just said, the magazines and the radio, a lot of times on the radio programs, we are geared towards um, bashing people and we're geared towards, you know, picking apart, finding fault, making them look bad. Why? Because it sells, because people vicariously um you know we don't it's not polite to do that you know in our day job so we listen to a radio or we look at a magazine that's doing it for us and it's an outlet that we buy into and then we turn around and say don't gossip and don't bully but we're being trained and people are making a lot of money on gossiping and following 
um, stars around and and bullying. You know, look how this person looks without makeup. Look how this person looks, you know, 10 pounds heavier. And, oh, this person, who are the best 10 bikini bodies, um, actor bikini bodies, you know, in Hollywood? And who are the 10 worst? Like, it, it's just insanity that we are talking out of both sides of our mouth that, that we, A, we shouldn't be criticizing each other and, and focusing on each other's outward appearances and B, we shouldn't be gossiping, but we are trained by every publication to do exactly that. Would Halle Berry be a top 10 bikini body in Hollywood? <laughs> yes, I'm so envious. No. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, she was a Bond girl, right? I was gonna say, when she walks out of the uh, yep. the, the water in the James in the Bond, Bond movie yep. in the uh, bikini. The white, uh, yep, but, the white bathing suit. But, um, now you're all flustered and you can't think. Yes, now I'm thinking about Halle Berry. <laughs> Not body shame here. No, but then, okay, so we, so we, we take it into, from the Hollywood scene where I guess it, it's par for the course. If you're getting in to become a celebrity, you know you're going to have to deal with these, these issues, whether they're brought on by yourself mm-hmm. or whether it's just other people who might be jealous mm-hmm. and they're going to talk bad about you anyways. Because that's one of the things that I tell students is that people will talk negatively about you whether or not it's true mm-hmm. because they're jealous of what you're doing mm-hmm. because they're envious of how you're handling your business and and you're approaching your you know career choice and in this case the radio business and what you're doing in school and the projects and so forth mm-hmm. and then also there's people that are just going to be haters because they're just going to hate you know because right. their their life is is uh, unfulfilled right. not happy and so they need to lash out and they need to make themselves feel better Hurting so they're people going will to hurt people yeah. and so when you get to then bringing it a little bit more closer to home you talk about like the workforce environment mm-hmm. you know how many times and uh, I've, I've witnessed or been a part of or even been the subject of people in radio you know gossiping or talking about me in the workplace about things that aren't even true mm. you know mm-hmm. and and you sit there and you makes you wonder it's mm-hmm. like what are you talking about? Yeah. And so like, for example, in a small town, everybody knows everybody's business. So mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of hard to uh, remain anonymous, especially on the radio. So when I'm in small town America doing radio, I try to keep a low profile, but being the nature of the business, that's almost impossible. Right. But there were times like, I remember this one story floating around town and it was about one of the people I work with and how he was abusing his wife and she was living in like what I guess was at the time a, a shelter for battered women. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of going around town. And so um, I just, someone eventually came to me and approached me and asked if it was true. And I said, I'll tell you what, why don't you come to this radio station event that we're having mm-hmm. and see for yourself? Okay. So I actually got the person to come. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I think it was during Easter time, and it was like uh, an egg hunt that we we're having, like an Easter egg hunt for the kids. Right. So there's the guy that everyone was gossiping about. There's his wife, completely unbruised and no issues whatsoever. Mm. Wow. There's the kids running around, picking up the uh, eggs, having the egg hunt. Wow. And I'm like, does this look like somebody or a situation where the mm-hmm. wife is being abused or battered by the husband? Mm-hmm. And then it started to kind of, Decycle or defuse the, the rumor. Right. And I thought it was just completely stupid because here's an opportunity for you to see for yourself mm-hmm. that no, obviously it's not true because here they're at a family event. And it's just, it's just amazing how sometimes things get started. And then the ridiculousness of it because the rumor went on to say that, oh, he's living with lesbians and having an affair with lesbians, which by definition is impossible because if you're a lesbian, you're not going to be into dudes, you're right. going to be into <laughs> girls. So how's he having an affair with lesbians while beating his wife and she's living in a shelter? Right. And I'm thinking, I got to get out of small town America because this is going to drive me crazy. Yeah. And that's more of a salacious type of rumor. So now just imagine the the uh, the, the smaller rumors about you know little things that might be going on in town. Um, I remember every uh, Friday night, people would like to go out. And drinking was a big part of town because there's just nothing to do. So you go hang out at the bar, mm-hmm. grab a beer or two, and just kind of, that's what you did to kind of mm-hmm. keep up with friends and, and other people. And there'd be all kinds of things. Hey, did you hear so-and-so and such-and-such? And this person did this. And and then, oh, on Monday, everyone was like, oh, so-and-so got a DUI. And then you're like, <laughs> no, they didn't. I walked home with them. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't even driving. And so then, and things just start to kind of go. And so it's just kind of interesting how, first off, people will start something that's not even true. Mm-hmm. And then the, the rest of the people will like buy into it without having any proof mm-hmm. 
and they're like just going to spread it on and it spreads like that perk commercial mm-hmm. so on and so on or pantene so on so on so on Hen- yeah and, and hence the problem with fake news right because that's the same thing there is a lot of fake news and a lot of foreign influence coming into our social media and um, we're all buying into it without checking on it, without verifying it, without asking any questions. Um, it's a yeah, it's a problem. See, I think it goes back to a conversation we had too about just being adult enough and mature enough to approach the situation. First off, if somebody comes and to me and says, "Did you hear about so and so?" First off, it's like I don't care, and I genuinely I don't care if it's something gossipy or something like that. Mm-hmm. I I'm not interested because I just don't care. Um, I'm not that vested in people anyway, so I'm kind of a loner, so I'm not going to care anyways. <laughs> if it's something they accomplishment or something, <laughs> I tolerate you. <laughs> if it's something that was an accomplishment, okay, I'd be, I'd, I'd like to share in that joy with the person and, and celebrate with them. But I'm not going to get into, you know, people's lives because I don't care no matter how true it is or how salacious it is. If it's not illegal and I don't have to report it, then I don't want to get involved. So, okay, so... Taking what you just said, and let's pretend that we have a bullseye board like mm-hmm. in front of us, and we have, and right in the middle of the bullseye is is you, and then you've got the rings, the mm-hmm. circles around you of people. I so am lord of those be, rings. Yes. Yes, you are the lord of your <laughs> yes. rings. Yes. So in your lord of your rings community, you have your family, you have your close, your your close right. people, and then it kind of fans out from right. there, associates and coworkers and people that you knew twenty years ago. So. If somebody approaches you with a story or with information about someone in your outer ring, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that you're like, I don't want to know. I don't care. But what if they're like really close? The closer that they get to your bullseye, the close into your inner ring, does right. that change anything? Because what if there is a concern and what if there's something that needs to be done about something? Or what if people are confused about how do we handle this? Where do, where does it go from gossip to um, genuine concern and helpful, not hurtful? Well, see, so far that hasn't happened because most of my inner circle of uh, people, whether it be family or close friends, um, you know, we all can talk and we all want know what's going on in everybody's lives anyways so, so that you don't that's not gossip s- no that's be- that that's concern of yeah because we're just ta- other. T- talking about what's going on in life mm-hmm. it's when outside people that may be on maybe the outer ring people are now talking about my inner ring people mm-hmm. which my outer ring people probably don't know my inner ring people because i try to keep that as separate as possible um and so that's another reason why i do keep my private life private because mm-hmm. i don't want the outer rings to know what my you know, inner rings are doing, mm-hmm. uh, people. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I keep that private life private. So that doesn't happen too much. Mm-hmm. It gets more to the periphery of, okay, I'm working in an environment and my coworkers might be, uh, talking about some things or I might mm-hmm. be hearing things about coworkers. Mm-hmm. And then I might be like, Hey, you know, approach the, the coworker and be like, Hey, these, this is what I'm hearing about you. Just so you know. So they have an idea of what's going on, but I'm not going to really get involved with it because I don't know the circumstances behind anything, and I don't want to uh, continue to, you know, uh, move that ball forward, so to speak, with the the misinformation. So, if you hear people talking about somebody else, you will go to that somebody else and say, "Hey, that group of people is talking about you, and this is what they're saying." Yes, but if that group of people comes to me and says, "So and so is doing such and such," I'm like, "I don't care. Go talk to them." You know, if you have a problem with them, go talk to them. I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have an issue with them, go talk to them. If someone has an issue with me, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. If people talk bad about me, I don't care because one, I can't control what people say. And two, I don't really care mm-hmm. because I just conditioned myself over the years that if people are going to say good things about you, yay. Things are going to, people are going to say bad things about you. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. And so for me personally, just, I guess maybe that's because being in small town America on the radio, you get the good, you get the bad. Um, and you just kind of condition yourself to be like, people are going to say good things about you. People are going to say bad things about you, mm-hmm. but you can't control what they say. You can't control what they think. You can't control how they go about doing it. And then all you're going to do is spend your time defending yourself against these, mm-hmm. these rumors. So I'm thinking of uh, people who talk about other people out of quote unquote concern. Like I'm really concerned about this person. And then they'll get together and say, what do you think? What do you think about the situation? And then they'll talk about the situation. And so is that, where does the line go from, because I know which this makes me crazy. I know there's a lot of 
Christian people who will say, oh, I'm so concerned. We need to pray for this person. But then they'll give, you know, all this information about the situation because they're concerned and because they want to pray for them. But really, it's just gossip. And so I'm wondering, you know, where, you know, in our work environment, in our religious environment, in our families, you know, um, where that line is. I had a situation where I was being triangulated and that really was, I had to put a stop to it. I didn't realize what was happening until later. But um, so person A um, was upset with um, person B, right? And so instead of going to person B, person A called me, person C, right? And, And she proceeded to complain about person B and wanted me to complain with her about everything, you know, that was going on between the two of them. And at first I listened to the phone call out of, I thought, oh, okay, they're, you know, they're confiding in me. They want my advice, which they really didn't. Um, But I kind of felt good in the moment because people are, you know, someone's coming to you and they're asking you about a situation. And so then um, in this one particular time, so then person A says, hey, will you talk to person B for me. Will you talk to them on my behalf? So I did, which I should not have done. This was, um, and I learned my lesson, but I went to person B. So then person B and I got into a major argument and I was having, having to defend person A when I wasn't even bugged by what happened. And so I was having to get into person A's shoes and defend. And so then me and person B got into this huge argument and then we've settled it and we got everything resolved. And so, um, so I said, okay, let me go, you know, back to person A. So I did. And I said, okay, we talked about it. Um, person B wants to talk to you. So go ahead and, and call and, and you can, and this, so then person A says to me, well, I don't, I don't feel like dealing with it right now. <laughs> I'll just talk to them later and then never did. I was so mad. I'm like, wait a minute. I just spent all of this energy, me and B, me and person B got into a huge argument and we never, we didn't even have a problem. There was nothing going on between us at all. And I just wasted all of this energy and all of this time and all this brain power over something that wasn't even my problem. And now that I quote unquote fixed it for person A, now they're, they don't even want to deal with it. And I was, and I was realized at that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm being triangulated. This is my fault that I allowed this craziness on my side of the fence. It's my fault that I got involved with this. And so the next time that this happened, you know, a different season, person A calls me, complains about person B. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. You have to go back to person B. That's you guys' deal. And I told person B the same thing. I don't, if there's something going on between the two of you, do not call me. I am not talking to you about it. This is not my issue. It's between the two of you. You handle it and I'm not, don't get me involved. It was so, I was so, I felt betrayed, totally betrayed um, in that scenario. And it, I, I, I like for a week, like for days. Wow. <laughs> it's just so mad. See, I like to think of it as an ABC conversation. Mm-hmm. A, go talk to B. I'm going to see my way out of it. There you go. Because I don't is, need to be there. Yeah. So, in, but in that same scenario, let's say one person wants to have some advice as to what they should do. Mm-hmm. So, person A calls you and says, "Here's my problem. What do you think?" Mm-hmm. Then you could probably give some advice to that person. Be like, "Well, maybe you should go talk to them, figure out what the deal is, and then go from there." Yes. And then have A go talk to B, and you just see your way out of that it. That would have been much better of me to handle it that way. Because again, you never know. I mean, there's been times where I've heard of relationship situations where. Two people having a problem and there's strife between them and maybe they've been good friends for a long time or maybe they're in a relationship or whatever the case may be. And all there was was a misunderstanding in communication. And it's something as simple as, hey, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm feeling. 
what do you think we can do to you know address the situation? And mm-hmm. then it's something as simple as, well, maybe let's go hang out together for a day, or maybe let's get together, maybe let's go to dinner, or maybe let's talk about it, or maybe, okay, I'm spending too much time at the office, so I'm going to come home a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like, okay, on these days, I'm going to you know make sure that I get my work done in time so I can have the weekends off. You know, whatever whatever the situation calls for, the, the right. resolution. But oftentimes, it's just you know communicating and mm-hmm. going back to, again, being adults and talking to the person and talking to the people and then being responsible enough so that when that gossip rumor mill gets going, either A, you know, try to squash it or B, just be like, don't, uh, you know, don't perpetuate mm-hmm. the rumor by mm-hmm. spreading it because last thing I'm going to care about is what someone's doing because I got to worry about what my own self is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to worry about what they're doing because I'm going to be concerned with what I'm doing. And if they're doing something, and again, as long as it's not something that might be illegal and it requires me to act on it. I'm not going to really care unless it really gets to the point where I need to feel I step in. But most of the time, I don't need to. Mm -hmm. I think I I also want to address, you know, you've mentioned a couple of different times where people just need to be an adult and just do the right thing. There's a lot of emotions that go into not doing the right thing or not being mature or not having a strong character. When people are talking about us, it hits our fear button or when people are talking about other people other people. Sometimes it hits our fear button. Sometimes it hits our, um, I'm not good enough button. Sometimes it hits our rejection or abandonment button. Um, there are issues inside of us that when we don't handle those and get those resolved, it causes us to either feed into the gossip or to be, um, to welcome the gossip because it soothes some sort of a wound that we have makes us feel better. Or we're just afraid to stand up to it because um, standing up to it might cause, you know, consequences that we're not able to handle. So there's a lot. I think we have to understand that that um, one is why are we talking about someone? What is the purpose? Are we, you know, helping or hurting that situation? And are we talking, you know, we talked about earlier about shaming people. Are we shaming them? Are we putting them down? Like, I can't believe that mom is um, there was a woman when I when my kids were young, she had I'm going to shame her. She's she had soda in the zippy cup and it was like a 18 month old baby. And I was livid. I'm like, what is she doing? And so I was like shaming her in my mind. And I was like, can you believe that? To You know, to other people, I was talking behind her back. So we have to understand why we're doing these things. We have to understand why we're shaming people, why we're gossiping against other people. There was another um, instance where I, you know, I was really unhealthy. My daughter was in the hospital. She had um, a major surgery. The bed beside her, there were two, two person room. The bed beside her was a cancer patient. We were in a children's hospital. They were affiliated with the Ronald McDonald house. And so the mom uh, brought the girl French fries and McNuggets or something. And <laughs> me and my, at the time, insecure, fearful, awful self in my head, as soon as I saw that, I was like, ooh, white trash. Now, why would I do that? Because I'm- I was so like ugly on the inside and I'm like criticizing this poor woman. I'm like, okay, French fries and McNuggets, seriously, to a, your child has brain cancer and you're feeding them the worst food on the planet like where's the the nutrients where's the vegetables and not even thinking about this poor woman's heart not even thinking about this poor child's dilemma of what she's enduring and I'm being horribly condemning and shaming about the food that she's giving her but we but I say these stories to tell in myself because there's a reason why we gossip there is a reason why we shame there is a reason why we are critical of a woman's face who who has a bald head. We do that, one, because we are trained that way to dissect every part of our bodies to make them perfect. Every woman's product is geared towards making it better. And number two, you know, it makes us feel better because if we can point out somebody else that is doing something wrong, then it's like, okay, I'm the better person. I'm the better mom. I'm the better good looking woman. I've got my makeup on right. Why can't she put her makeup on right? It's just ugliness inside of our soul. See, I find it interesting that you say you look at somebody doing wrong. For example, okay, the girl next to you guys is sick. She wants nuggets and fries. 
I'm like supersize that bitch and give her nuggets and fries because why is it wrong for her to have nuggets and fries? In my mind, it was wrong because she needed healthy nutrients as opposed to, yeah. But but again, it's like, okay, Pepsi in a sippy cup. I understand. That's probably not the wisest of thing, but why (laughs) to you would you want to project what you think is right or wrong in a mom giving a, a, a kid's Pepsi? Now, granted, I would agree, Pepsi for a kid probably an 18 month old in a sippy cup isn't probably the wisest thing. I mean, for adults, for anybody drinking Pepsi isn't the wisest thing. I down monster energy drinks and that's probably not the wisest thing. (laughs) But again, for us, and and I think that gets to the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. I think we want to impose our Mm -hmm. right and wrong on people. Right. There's a time and place for that. Right. But in this general society, whether it's what we wear, whether it's what we're eating, Mm -hmm. whether it's whatever we're doing, we want to impose our right and wrong on people and say, oh, she needs nutrients, therefore she needs this type of meal. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm thinking, oh, she's sick. Give her the nuggets. Give her a quarter pounder. Give her whatever she wants because <laughs> at least it's going to be something she's enjoying. Yeah. Reminds me of a story when um, my grandmother, she was living with my aunt and because uh, and, she was in her 90s. And uh, unfortunately, my aunt has passed away. So is my grandmother. But, um, but uh, my grandmother would always like cookies. Mm-hmm. And sweets. She was a sweets. I get my sweets from her. You know, eating sweets, and there was a kind of the same mentality. It was like, oh, grandma, you shouldn't be eating, you know, or mom, you shouldn't be eating sweets because you know it takes the chocolate, takes away the nutrients, and this. I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, my grandma's 93. Let her eat freaking cookies all she wants. Yeah. Because at some yeah. point she's not going to be around. I know. And there's kind of the mentality. Now I understand why we want them to eat healthy. We understand why we want them to to do the things that we want them to do because we think it's in their best interest. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to and 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 being a a, a family situation. You talk about the inner circle. Mm-hmm. So my aunt only had genuine concern for my grandmother, mm-hmm. and so her actions and her comments were only for her good. But then we take it, and now you're talking about outer circles. You're, you're talking about some stranger in a, a hospital room or a stranger in a store. Mm-hmm. Why would we care what they do? Because a, there's nothing wrong with it, and b, we're just imposing our right and wrong. It's wrong to have a, a child, an 18 month old's drink Pepsi universally yeah but is it really wrong is it a right and wrong thing is it going to detri- be detrimental to the kid well maybe in 50 years but right away probably not maybe the kid likes it maybe the child was diabetic and needs sweets I don't know uh, maybe maybe the you know, like I said <laughs> or maybe, maybe the person, it causes them to be diabetic well, that too. And but again it's just, it just goes back to habits. we want to impose our will our right and wrong on people and that's just inherent in anything that we do in life. Mm-hmm. That's inherent in human human nature is we want to impose our right and wrong. So I look at it as she wants nuggets, supersize it. Wants a sippy cup with Pepsi? All right, that's your problem, not mine. Or what I like to do is uh, I hear people, they'll sit there and they'll be like, uh, a guy speeding down the street, okay? I live in a community where there's a lot of kids, and so mm-hmm. a driver will drive down the street. And of course, everyone yells and screams, you mm-hmm. know, hey, slow down, kids mm-hmm. live here, whatever. And I, I get that. But it's but and and that's a, a different responsibility because you're putting other people's lives at stake, you know. Well, isn't the 18 month old drinking Pepsi out of a sippy cup putting other people in jeopardy? I don't, I don't know if because if, our uh, health insurance rates are going up, know. the doctors' bills Pe- are Pepsi, going up. As far as I know, Pepsi has never killed anybody. It's full of. Sh- oh. Do you know? There's, do you know? There's like. Don't quote me. Something like sixteen teaspoons of sugar yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's just. But it's no different than like, eating it's just McDonald's, awful. right? Because McDonald's probably isn't the best, but in that situation, right. I'm okay with it. Because so I think I was coming from a, a point, like I said, I was like super, you know, insecure and not healthy at either one of these times. But I was coming. I think if I look back, I was coming from a place of the need for safety. The need for people to do the right thing because I had come from a chaotic, not, I don't, well, I don't want to say chaotic background. I had come, I came from a background where trust was broken, where there was rejection and abandonment issues. So I needed people to, to, as I became an adult and a parent, I was looking for people to do the right thing. Meaning, you know, keep your, your decisions should be safe. Your decisions should be trustworthy. And I saw these decisions as in my mind at the time, not safe or trustworthy because I was projecting out what I needed onto other people, which is not right. We need to get that vertically. You know, now I have a a close relationship with God and with Jesus, but that trust and safety has to come vertically. We can't necessarily, I know there are things that we need to be safe in our society, but um, 
that's I think that's where it was coming from, a place of fear, a place of safety, a place of trust. And I just saw this as reckless, um, reckless, you know, behavior that, I, you know, I was probably putting myself in the position of the child in both of those scenarios and thinking, wow, you know, that's just setting, you know, especially the Pepsi and the sippy cup. I'm like, OK, that's really starting bad habits and all kinds of you know right and you're laughing at me because <laughs> you totally disagree it's okay it's just beca- because when you start I, I that's I think where I was coming from in that place I think I think there'd be more issues at hand with the infant and Pepsi than the infant drinking Pepsi if she's drinking Pepsi there's there's probably more issues possibly that are gonna con- contribute to how that kid grows up mm-hmm. and the Pepsi and the sippy cup I think isn't gonna really matter Maybe it was a one-time thing. We just don't know. We don't know the yeah, situation no, behind it. No, I knew it. the person. It was not a one-time thing. Oh, okay, <laughs> it was well, a regular. <laughs> okay, well, okay. So if you knew the person, okay, so that, maybe maybe that changes the <laughs> dynamic a little bit because you know them and you know it's a regular occurrence. Did, yeah. they ever, did you ever ask them why? No, I was horrified. You never Com- just said, "Hey, uh, why, by the way, why do you give your kid no Pepsi or whatever in a in a sippy cup?" Yeah, no, I was completely horrified. I knew the person. I had been around the person um, several different times. No, but we were not um, friends. Mm-hmm. She had asked me to go out a couple of times, and I resisted. And we we never really created a friendship. No. She had asked me to, but I was. Um, but see again, that's her horrified. kid, her decision, mm-hmm. and she would have to live with the consequences of that. Mm-hmm. And for me to intervene now, if there was beer. <laughs> I've seen that too. I would take actually. the sippy cup <laughs> and drink it myself. Yeah, <laughs> and then rat the person out. Yeah, no, but if, like I said, if it was something like that, now that's a little different, different situation. I've I've had friends that give their uh, that have in the past given their young ones sips of beer, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, eh, should you really do that? Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not my kid, so do what you want. I'm not going to say anything. Um, would it be wise? No, but they want to do that, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. They can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there and cast my you know, right and wrong on them mm-hmm. because they're the parent. And I knew them well, so I knew that it wasn't an abusive situation. It was just what it was. And so I'm like, oh, it's up to you. But I think, we get, I think we get back to the point where, okay, here's another situation that we see a lot. Can you believe so-and-so is, can you believe you know Sally is wearing that dress or those shorts or, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, look at her body size and it doesn't fit and it just doesn't look good. You know, why are we shaming that person and what they're wearing? Now, there could be a genuine concern that maybe they don't look good mm-hmm. and maybe going to them one on one and saying, hey, you know what? I know uh, you really like this outfit you're wearing, but it's really not flattering. Maybe you should consider, you know, adding some accessories or something to make it look better. But to go around and tell everybody else that, you know, Sally looks terrible because mm-hmm. she's, you know, overweight and she's in some Speedo running around campus. <laughs> you know, maybe that's not the wisest thing to say. Yeah. And maybe Sally shouldn't be in a Speedo, but if she feels comfortable and wants to wear that, I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. I think, right. So again, it gets back to we're, we're automatic. We are being trained um, to think that way. And so the catch seems to be that we keep it in our head, first of all, and not talk about it to other people which turns into gossip and which turns into shaming but then on a deeper level it's why are we not looking at that person as a person mm-hmm. why are we looking them looking at them as an object that's simply wearing an outfit that doesn't fit with the current um, fashion you know the season because the the magazines the fashion industry they tell us what is in season they tell us what colors are appropriate for that season and we're all just a bunch of followers and we follow along and then when somebody um, goes out of that style and wears something old school or whatever, we have a tendency to say, ooh, you're not, you know, you're falling out of line. So we're just so, we, I don't think that we realize how much we are trained to dissect everything that we're wearing and dissect our body image and dissect. It's not okay. I'm not agreeing with it, but I, I do understand where it comes from. And to, and to not do that, to look at people as people, um, you have to like, completely change gears and not look at the fashion magazines and not I stopped listening to um, the tabloid um, TV shows that come on after the news entertainment tonight and access and all those I just stopped listening because it was sucking me into oh yeah I gotta you know my waist has to be a certain size and um, I have to wear a certain like you know length dress and this is the color you know and I was just getting so sucked into it that it does it kind of consumes you at some point you don't even realize it 
So I don't look at the fashion magazines anymore. I don't listen to the to the tabloid shows anymore. It's toxic, you know, for me. I don't listen to the morning shows um, when they're talking about all that stuff because it just. So I I I really focus on. Um, I listen to books on tape. I listen to podcasts. That's all about character and being the kind of person who loves people. <laughs> like two steps ahead podcast and that's what I focus on because when I it's like a drug like some of this stuff and it, and I can say when I'm in my quote-unquote right mind I can say oh my gosh yeah you're totally right like we should look at people for who they are and love them and validate them as a person and a fellow human being but gosh darn it as soon as one of those something I see on I'm like oh no that's not good for her body type like it's just an automatic reflex that we've been trained on and I don't know how to get rid of that because the the everything that we consume about body image is about perfection or how to fix. I even looked at Spanx over the weekend for um, I was looking at things that I wanted like to spend my Christmas money on. And I'm looking at Spanx or like yeah, Spanx for what girdles oh, and, yeah. and really? push ups suck and it all in. suck it all in. And I'm like, yeah, you can't you just can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. See, I, th- I, I think uh, two things. First off, one, we've talked about it before, what our our influence is. Mm-hmm. Who's influencing us? Mm-hmm. And do we allow those influencers to have more power on our decision-making than our own character? Yes. As you've mentioned character many times in these podcasts. Yes. So are the influencers, are they the ones that are going to have more power as to how we decide to do things or how we decide to judge people or how mm-hmm. we decide to react to people or interact? Mm-hmm. Who are the influencers? How much power are they going to have? Mm-hmm. It's good to have influencers and people that influence us. But again, we want to make sure we have the right ones mm-hmm. so that we have the right perspective mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. If we want to love people and stop and get out of that, then the influencer needs to be, we need to be listening to people, watching things that train our brain to respect other people and love other people as people. And the other thing that always comes to mind was there was a, a Christian rock band, Petra. Yep. And they had a song, It Is Finished, mm-hmm. which usually would usually get most airplay on Christian radio back in the day during Easter. You mm-hmm. know. But there was a line in there that always stuck with me when I heard the song. You know, the song is about Jesus being crucified on the cross. And of course, if you are of the Christian faith, you know he did it without reason. Like there was no reason for him to be crucified because there was no guilt in him. Mm-hmm. He had done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And the lyric goes, instead of eyes that burned with hate, a look of love was there. Mm-hmm. So here's a scenario where a guy, Jesus, is getting the ultimate punishment, mm-hmm. death, in, in the most gruesome of manners. And yet, instead of wanting vengeance, instead of wanting wrath upon them, he cries out, you know, forgive them, God, or Mm -hmm. forgive them, Dad and Father, Mm -hmm. for they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. And then two, instead of those eyes of wrath and hate and anger, he's still loving upon them. Mm -hmm. And that has always stuck in my mind, whether I've been following the Christian faith or I've been on my own, whatever the case may be, that has always been in my mind, is that scenario. Because here was an example of somebody who was receiving treatment mm-hmm. and who was being, um, you know, dealt with in a manner that, they that was deserve. that was unworthy, mm-hmm. and yet his response was to still love those people that were doing that to him, mm-hmm. and so that has always kind of somewhat kept me in check. Not always, but somewhat kept me in check. So when I've dealt with people that I haven't really liked, and I think there's only really two people. I can honestly say in my entire life that I truly hated mm. where that thing did not work. Wow. Um, you know, that, that, that look of love thing didn't work because right. they were just, you know, horrific. And so, um, but I always try to do that is, is keep that in mind is what are those people going through? Why are they dealing with mm-hmm. me the way they are? Why are they acting this way? Could it be because there's some other reason going on right. that we don't know about? I mean, how many times have you heard about a story where you know somebody is acting up or, or a kid? I mean, think about any elementary school kid or middle school kid, especially middle school kids that have act that are acting up, having issues, and it's something that is happening at home. Right. Parents are going through a divorce. I mean, you've mentioned divorce before. I think mm-hmm. in in one of the past episodes we were talking about uh, how. Um, one of the um, hardest things for you to deal with as far as loss was, was the divorce, and that really affected right. your life. So again, right. what are these people that are being mean to us? What are the people that are being mean to others 
um, going through. It doesn't justify it, mm-hmm. but there could be some alternative or alternate, you know, a motivation going on that we don't know about. Something going on in their life. So always try to look at it from the perspective of another person and what they might be going through. And then sometimes they're just bad people out there. Mm-hmm. And they're just bad people, bad things, and don't need to waste my time because A, right. you uh, can't, um, you can't uh, control what people think or say. And B, it doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. those that really know you and know who you are shouldn't believe what they're saying anyways and should come to you and be like, hey, so-and-so is saying this about you. I uh, just wanted to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they come to you, hey, what do you think about such and you know this person? Well, you know, it's an A to B, so go talk to B because I'm going to see my way out of it and I'm not going <laughs> to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's what it comes down to me. And then for me, don't I'm not going to put my right and wrong on people on the simple things because I don't know their situation and it's not my my place to do that. It's not my place to say whether they can have chicken nuggets or french fries because I'm not going to care because that's their decision. Um, sippy cup, Pepsi or soft drink. Yeah, probably not the wisest of thing, but not my kid. Don't care. Let them do what they want. They have to deal with the ramifications of that. Um, now, that may be cold and harsh, but that's just my approach to it because people have to be responsible for themselves and their actions, and they have to be able to then you know make those decisions. And then if it becomes something that might be a little bit hazardous or, like I said, illegal or something that's a little bit more serious, then it might be one of those conversations where it's like, hey, you know what, is it really a good idea for you to be giving your kid soft drinks all the time? Especially when we know the ramifications of those soft drinks can be mm-hmm. diabetes, can be you know blood sugar issues, can be who knows what. Mm-hmm. And then two, if someone does come, if you if you're dealing with a situation, for me, it's like okay, person wants to come talk to me about somebody. What's the purpose? Oh, they're seeking advice as to what to do. Okay, we'll go talk to them. Uh, are they seeking advice as to how to approach to talk to them? You know, there's been times where people have been in relationships and there's a a relationship thing and they want to go talk to somebody, uh, you know, their significant other, but they don't know how to just start the conversation Mm -hmm. because they don't want it to blow up into a fight. And as soon as they get into a a room to talk together, it becomes a volatile situation. Mm -hmm. So they might come and be like, Hey, how can I, you know, get into this conversation about something without exploding into a fight right away? So then you might want to offer advice, but you never want to, Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Nope. Don't care. Or, okay, what did you hear? Okay, I'm going to go tell them exactly what you just told me. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, too, I found out, too, is if you let the person know, oh, thanks for letting me know. I'm going to go tell them mm-hmm. what you just told me. Then that will stop it because they don't <laughs> want them to know. And so, they, oh, never mind, never mind. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, because they don't want to be a part of the person that's being known. Yeah. It's kind of like taking the you know, the wizard behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And when you remove that curtain, the power of the gossip then kind of disappears yeah. because the secrecy is what really tries to, unless you just like the mean girl scenario, mm-hmm. but the secrecy is uh, in the gossip spreading is what, you know, uh, keeps that thing going. And I think in addition to that, I just, you know, when we check our heart about what our motive is in the first place for wanting to either participate or spread gossip because a lot of times we are trying so hard to be seen as valid or to be seen as worthy or we are trying so hard to be like okay am I good enough am I worthy enough am I strong enough am I capable enough and and that's just not something that is in the younger crowd I know um, many businessmen in their 50s 60s and 70s that you know that are still asking, you know, that question, am I capable of, of running this company? Am I capable of, um, you know, raising my family and giving them, you know, a livelihood. And so when we hear gossip about someone and when we ourselves are striving so hard to be validated and accepted in the group or to be socially acceptable, and then we hear gossip about someone, it's so easy to get sucked in because if we can tear somebody down just a hair and if we know that somebody else isn't quite cutting it and isn't making the grade and we're like, Oh yeah, yeah. She looks so um, like she's got it all together and, and underneath she really doesn't. And you start bringing that person down a little bit. It makes us feel better. And I think that we have to admit that we have to under, we have to understand ourselves why we're participating, why we're spreading the gossip. And, and when we understand our motive, for our own motives and then other people's motives like why why do i need to participate this and why do i get so sucked into it Um, then it's easier to say look okay this just isn't healthy for me or for other people it's not serving me well it's not serving the other person well and so then we can you know put our hand up and say i'm not going to participate i don't want to hear about this person 
And it's hard to do that because if I don't want to hear how bad you're doing, that means that I'm back on me again. And it's like, okay, where's the standard and where's the rubric? If I can't judge myself against your um, faux pas, then what am I judging myself against? And if we don't have something, you know, if we don't, if we don't have, um, uh, you know, a relationship with God, or if we don't have something to, to kind of buffer ourselves, then it is kind of like being thrown to the wolves. And we're constantly in this comparison game. And then we are gossiping and participating, because that's the only way to survive is to, is to um, constantly judge ourselves against what other people are doing, and then ask that question, okay, am I, you know, am I there? Am I have I arrived? Am I good enough? Am I you know, in the crowd. So I think, you know, really checking our motives and being honest about it is really one way to um, combat against that and to stop participating in, in gossip and shaming. I'll tell you my uh, favorite gossip story about me. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> so I worked in uh, Western Nebraska for five years in the radio. Mm-hmm. I left came back to LA because I needed to make it, try to make it big time. LA, New York, Chicago, LA was home. Mm -hmm. So I left Nebraska and I'd only kept in touch with just a small handful of people. Okay. And that small handful of people grew just a couple through the advent of social media, whether it was MySpace back then or now Facebook. And and it's grown a little bit, but back then just a small handful of people did I keep in touch with. Mm -hmm. A number of years had gone by, I had since left. I get a message from one of these people that I kept in touch with, and they're like, hey, I hear you're coming back to Scott's Bluff, hmm. working radio again. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> oh, it's going around town. It's all over town. You're coming back. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, people are talking about it. How did that get started? Well, the person didn't know, but it came from so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, telephone. So somewhere somebody had started a rumor that I was going back to that town mm. to return for radio. Wow. And that was never going to happen. Love you guys. Never returning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just like, that was the, the most bizarre thing because I'd only kept in touch with a very small number of people, but somehow somebody started this rumor that I was going to be coming back to town to uh, work in radio again there. And that was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite gossip story of all time is how does somebody in their infinite wisdom just start throwing out there that a guy's going to return to a town that he left. Well, it's kind of like Porto's. The Portos, do you ever go to Portos in Burbank or Mm -hmm. Glendale? Mm -hmm. So I live in Santa Clarita and every time a new mall area or every time a new construction, commercial construction, the rumor starts again, Portos is coming to Santa Clarita. And it's like, how does that keep getting started? Because the company never says that. They're like, no, we're opening in, you know, wherever. And Santa Clarita is not even on the list, but somehow it gets started because people keep saying, I wish they would come to the Valley. I wish they would come to the Valley. And then that conversation turns into, and then somebody hears something and they're like, Oh, I heard that they're coming, you know, to the Valley. And then that gets latched onto that happened the other day at work, actually. Um, and something that got started that wasn't true. Somebody came up to me and said, um, Hey, he pulled me aside and he said, I just want to explain what happened yesterday. One of my crew, one of my guys heard, you um, kind of like getting yelled at by the manager because we left early and I just want to explain, you know, why we did that. And I looked at him and I said, I laughed and I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he says, well, my guy said that the, um, that the manager was telling you that we, you know, he was complaining, he was mad that we left early. And I said, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what you heard. I said, we were outside, me and the manager, we were having a conversation. We were outside. Many of the workers were walking past us as we were talking. And the manager was was frustrated at me about somebody else, another employee. And when your guy walked by our conversation, he happened to hear the laundry list of everything that went wrong yesterday. He had to go here and deliver this and the, and this crew left early and this person did this and then he had to do this. And your guy walked by at the exact moment that you heard him say this particular crew left early and then your guy kept walking. That's all he heard. Now there's a rumor going around 
<laughs> that I'm mad or I'm getting yelled at because this crew left early and now you're coming over here trying to explain. I'm like, I don't even know what you're, I didn't even know you left early. I didn't even know. Like, that's not what the conversation was about. You just heard the laundry list. So we do, I think that's what happens sometimes. I think that we like hear bits and pieces like you heard in the, in, in the, in the shopping mall about the two women talking about this other woman's face there's a possibility that maybe they were cosmetologists who knows. And, and that was their industry. And they were using this woman as an example to explain something that they learned in their field. Who knows? They weren't. They, okay. They weren't. <laughs> I'm Trust grasping me. at straws. Trust me. They weren't <laughs> a for effort. Yeah. No, <laughs> Thank they you. weren't. But this guy that came up to me, that is exactly what happened. He heard three seconds of a, 10 minute conversation and now there's a rumor going around the lot that that, that happens like, often no so that, that's the rumors get started that's how gossip gets started and then and the other thing that that interesting about that is that so i have a conversation with the manager about somebody then this other guy from this other crew thinks it's about them and it's not so then now now i have to converse have a conversation with this other guy to calm him down. It's like, no, the conversation was not about you. You're good. You're fine. And then, so then that guy has to go back to his guy who heard us and he has to have a conversation about him and tell him the story. Then that guy's got to go to whoever else he told and say, Oh no, no, that's not what was going on. It's madness. That's God. That's like this gossip at work. That is just craziness. And we're all having these side conversations and all these sidebars and, and, and we're raveling and unraveling stories. We're gossiping and ungossiping, gossiping and ungossiping and starting things and unravel. It's like craziness. That's why you should never run with the story that you overheard something. Right? I overheard so-and-so. Okay, stop right there. Go back to the source, <laughs> find out what was actually said yes. before you go start spreading everything else because yes. you never know. So as we wrap this thing up, again, talking about kind of gossiping, shaming people, talking about others. Um, don't. Don't. Just don't. But Even again, yourself. Don't yeah, shame yeah, yourself yeah. either. Yeah. Don't should yourself and don't shame yourself. Yeah, don't should on yourself. Because you should. Uh, you should. Should. You should do what's right. No. <laughs> but again, for me, it comes down to this. If somebody's going to talk to me about somebody else in a gossipy manner, I just don't care. I, I genuinely don't care. So don't even bring it up to me. If you want to come and have some advice, I'll share with you my years of wisdom. <laughs> But for me, it's an ABC conversation. A, go talk to B because I'm going to see my way out of it. And then also put yourself in the shoes of the other person. Mm -hmm. What might be causing it? So instead of having a knee-jerk reaction to something negatively, find out first what the true intent is. Is there a misunderstanding, miscommunication? Does the person really have a vendetta against you? And is it malicious? Mm -hmm. Are they going through something? And this is just them trying to react to the situation in their life that they are struggling with or the bad news that they heard or mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And then the final thing is don't put your right and wrong on people unless it's completely necessary, whether it be a legal thing or maybe a, a harming thing, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Because just because someone wants to give their child a McNuggets and fries doesn't necessarily mean that's a wrong thing. Maybe it's not the best thing, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. And maybe there's a purpose or a reason behind it. So don't put your right and wrong on somebody on those little things. Whether they're wearing something they shouldn't, maybe you want to offer advice because maybe you're someone who's an expertise in fashion or makeup or something else. And so you want to give them a little bit of advice, but do it in the privacy of the two of you. So that way it doesn't become gossip. And assuming that you have a relationship with them that you can speak into their, true, uh, speak into their life. Yeah. Yeah. And then otherwise just realize people are people people and we need to treat people as if they are what they are. Mm -hmm. People, mm -hmm. feelings, emotions. I've never known anybody that has had any good feeling about themselves after somebody's talked bad about them, mm -hmm. except maybe me. Because I just don't care. <laughs> I think you do care. No, I think it's I don't. A... <laughs> I really don't. Everybody cares. I just got to, to no, a, I really don't. To... <laughs> I really don't. And so again, just keep in mind, people have feelings, people have emotions. And it's better to lift them up and to say something positive than to bring them down and say something negative about them. <laughs> no, I'm all playing. You listen to Brene Brown. She'll, right. she'll tell you otherwise that it's, it's, if you completely don't care, then you are off in cold hearted planet. And um, like there's an extreme like we can we can not we don't want to care to the point that we're 
jaded. Oh, I'm completely jaded. That that's a topic for another conversation. Maybe we can continue I'm that. I'm jaded couple. toward life. Yeah, completely. So, but we don't want to get. It, there's a there's a middle ground of caring. We don't want to care so much that we're crushed when people say things about us, but we don't want to not care to the point that we are not able to um, have community in certain ways because we just really don't care. So that there's a I think there's a balance in there. But um, and I completely forgot what I was going to say. I think that when we are critiquing and pointing out what others are doing wrong, we're, we're definitely not looking at them as people. We're looking at them as objects and we're not able to love each other in the way that everybody wants us to. Everybody wants peace in the world, but we don't want to take responsibility for it ourselves. So we can start with gossip. We can start with the shaming. We can understand where it's coming from, why we're doing it, why we're getting sucked into it. And then really concentrate on looking at people as people. And the way to do that is to stop um, critiquing and stop looking at every little thing as right or wrong and just look at them, you know, hey, how can I have a conversation with this person, get to know this person, love this person in a way that um, we're disrespectful to them. It doesn't mean we're going to be their best friend, but treat them like a human being um, the way that we would want to be treated. And they have goals and desires and dreams just like the next person. I do have a heart for others. I do have a heart for you. <laughs> Reach out to me. Instagram. <laughs> Eat em rocks. Or Two Steps Ahead podcast. <sighs> you can also find us on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Two Steps Ahead podcast. I'll show you my bleeding heart on video. Tell them our tagline. Our tagline is, the only part I really remember about our tagline is that <laughs> we're just a little bit older. So there's the next right step and there's poop we're highlighting the shit we've stepped in so you don't have to that's right so again that's what this is all about just giving you a little bit of what we've experienced in life so that way maybe you learn from it and can avoid the uh pile of poo that's lying out there in the grass <laughs> don't do what we i call do. life yeah don't do what we do <laughs> uh thanks for listening instagram uh, Instagram, you can follow me at Tara Hoke Shiro on Instagram, also on YouTube, and that is T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. Gmail, two steps ahead podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us too, but Instagram and YouTube, the best way to go about it. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. We'll see you next time. Have a great holiday season. Thanks, guys.